Welcome to the Enlightenment Evolution Hour. I am your host, Rob Gothier, the ET Whisperer. The Enlightenment Evolution Hour is a part of the Enlightenment Evolution Network. Any ideas or opinions expressed by myself, the guest, or a caller may not necessarily reflect the same opinions of the Enlightenment Evolution Network. Enlightenment defined. It's the state of giving and receiving greater knowledge and understanding about a certain subject or situation. Evolution defined the gradual development of something, especially from a simple to a more complex form. So what then is enlightenment evolution? The state of giving and receiving greater knowledge as we develop from a simple to a more complex human being living on earth for our soul's experience. Welcome now and join us as we explore our Enlightenment Evolution Hour together. Hey everybody, welcome to the Enlightenment Evolution Hour. I am your host Rob Gothier. And we are part of the Enlightenment Evolution Network. We are simulcast on the Matrix Minds Facebook page. Welcome all the minds out there. And we are also simulcasting on the Enlightenment Evolution, our Facebook page, as well as YouTube. Welcome, welcome, everybody. We have a wonderful show in store for you today. As I've said, one of the most controversial guests on the Enlightenment Evolution <laughs> Hour, a good longtime friend of mine, C.W. Chanter, amazing guy. Uh, one of my favorite people on earth, and he is here with us tonight, and he is going to share some of what he thinks, uh, some of what he knows, and some of what he guesses, but we're going to do that after the announcements. I want to announce tonight to all my minds out there, Matrix Minds people, Matthew is doing his midnight show, and it is a live call-in show tonight. If you are not a part of the Facebook group, Matrix Minds, Go there and check it out tonight. Uh, Matthew's great. We did the end of the year show together. If you're not quite sure who Matthew is, take a listen. He has an amazing experience, amazing story. And he's been running a show for over 10 years. Four million in prints on his Facebook page this last month. So he's doing really amazing work over there, guys. Also, we are uh, rebroadcasted and syndicated from Forbidden Knowledge News Network and Conscious Awakening Network, uh, two great networks who have used the energy of the platform and our network, and we're sharing it with them to put that show onto their networks too. Amazing people with amazing shows, a myriad of shows on both sides. So the Enlightenment Evolution Network has brought on a new show, and that's Out There Talk with Valiant himself. Any of you who know the metal band Valiant Thor, Valiant himself, the head singer, is the host of our newest show, uh, Out There Talk with Valiant Thor. Kalina was just on last night. I was on a couple of weeks ago. He does his show on Instagram Live. If you haven't checked that out, go check that out. Also, The Mothership, every two weeks on Thursday, uh, SPG, uh, his beautiful wife, Sarah Rose, and their great friend, Lo-Fi Monk, are doing The Mothership, and they've done two uh, episodes about UFO phenomenon, abductions, was really amazing stuff. So if you guys haven't seen that, check it out. We're building on the Enlightenment Evolution Network YouTube channel. So if you're not subscribed, go subscribe to our network. We're going to be making playlists, and we're going to 
start integrating our shows from the other platforms over to YouTube so that everyone can see them and everyone can check them out. And for uh, next week, I will have Alan Steinfeld for the Enlightenment Evolution uh, Hour, and he is going to be here with me next week. We're going to get into some deep talks about some of the things happening in the consciousness of the world right now and some of the things he's seeing that he thinks is important. And also we're going to be doing a, uh, let me see. Oh yeah. For the ET whisper, the announcements are going to be, we have a channeling course going to be launching very soon. Check that out. If you're not part of our Padia, go over to Padia, uh, ET whisper. Padia, uh, uh, ET whisper, <laughs> uh, slash padia.com maybe i don't know go to my website you'll be able to find that out utwhisper.com you'll be able to find where the courses are we're going to be releasing that probably in the next few days for pre-launch once we launch it if you want to be a part of it live you can ask questions and every week we're going to have a q a with art if trap or both and that's going to be brought back through on as a part of the follow-up course and uh we've already got a lot of great things there so if you guys want to check that out, check it out. Now I'm going to tell you guys a little bit about our guest tonight, C.W. Chanter. As I said, amazing friend, amazing guy. And his bio is quite interesting if you've read it. So uh, let's read a little together and then we're going to bring the man in himself. C.W. Chanter originally came to public prominence in 2015 where he began broadcasting on YouTube. This is where I found him. Actually, I, well, we'll get into that as, as the show goes on. Uh, Intending at first to discuss his own spirituality, faith, and religion, Commonwealth chanting, hence the C.W. Chanter, uh, C.W. found himself more famous for his bombastic takedowns of some of the more outlandish claims and claimants uh, in his shared world, a world he variously... Uh, yes. <laughs> Sorry, guys, I lost my place. Uh, a world he calls voraciously the new age alien contact t world our conspiracy theory land or just america <laughs> as a result his decision cw has experienced a lot of things that didn't make him happy include getting sued uh resulting in thousands of dollars of attorney fees and a divorce and i'm sure we'll touch a little bit on some of these things but He's not only uh, an amazing guy, but he's also a good friend. And instead of telling you guys about CW, we're going to bring in CW himself. Welcome, brother. Hello, hello. Welcome to the show. Thank you for coming tonight. Oh, man. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for ha uh, having me. And, you know, it's so funny. I'm, I'm sitting here. I'm just looking at the live chat. And I'm already, like, you know, knee deep into the live chat. and looking and saying, you know, shouting out, like, you know, I watched the movie. I'm all about synchronicities now and looking at movies and media from 10 20 25 30 years ago i'm into particular loops and 25 years ago a movie called cube that actually started a whole bunch of series a series came out and i actually did a wrote down a, a significant amount of notes on that um and i said to myself i said i said i wonder I wonder if, uh, based on this, if I'll, I'll see any synchronicities tomorrow about cubes. Now, look, and there are people in the live chat talking about cubes. Unrelated. And cubes are a generic shape. Spheres, triangles, pyramids, cubes. The Egyptians had pyramids, and the Incas had pyramids. They must be connected. 
well, oh, slow down, right? But it's fun. It's fun. Of course, they're connected because, like, they're geometrical shapes, and we we're sharing in a common universe. But it's just interesting and fun to already to be just this early into the show and be able to say, "Hey, there's energy going back and forth." But Rob, I also got to tell you this: you mentioned that you you're seeing Alan Steinfeld. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That's next week. The number one video on, I think, on New Realities is still you hanging out with that lovely young lady from I, I forget I'm I'm blanking on her name. But if we talk about things, I can't come on here and not say that, not know that you're having Alan on and not know that the number one video that's still posted on New Realities is you and that gal. And I'm not, you know, looping you in with her. It's Marina, whatever her face is. Oh, yeah. 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 Look, I have a video on my, on my, on my, the, the, the issue with me and Rob, the, the funny thing, ironic thing, the weird thing, the unusual thing, the thing that, Things make you go, huh? Remember that old song? Things oh, make yeah. you go, huh? CW yeah. Chanter hangs out on YouTube, debunking people all day. But then one day he shows up with Rob, the channeler. What? Right? Things make <laughs> you go, huh? How does this work? Right? I have a video on my channel that says, you know, dear new age, like it essentially says, you know, dear new age community, please stop platforming Nazis. And, and the Nazi in question, the person I'm talking about i'm not saying she's a nazi i'm not alleging that she's a nazi but the person that i'm talking about the person i'm upset about is this young woman okay yeah I've seen, and the issue I've of the ufo community that that arose around her was she was posing on facebook she was posing all over the place in nazi regalia and she was making statements i'm a reincarnated ss general the ss were okay people don't understand they think the holocaust was this it was really this and, you know, I'm not going to make any assumptions about Alan Steinfeld. I'm, you know, half Jewish, half Puerto Rican, you know, kind of very culturally Jewish. I'm not going to make any assumptions about I've met Alan Steinfeld briefly. I just, you know, as a contact, I said, hey, Alan, how you doing? A big fan, whatever. But, you know, I, I can't for a minute think that that he doesn't, that he wasn't aware that, you know, and I, I, Rob, I got to charge you with this. I hate to do this to you, man. But, you know, <laughs> Rob, at a certain point, people have to stop saying, you know, hey, Ah, oh, gee, you know, ah, oh, man. And they have to say, you know, I, Alan, you know, what say you? Or can we talk about this or what? And then if people say, I can't talk about that, then maybe you can say to people, are you willing to say, I brought this up to you and you said, I can't talk about it or whatever. And then maybe it's, it, maybe it's not. And maybe it's, would it be okay if I said, Alan, I brought it up to you and the official statement from Alan was let's not talk about it. But, but Rob, I'm going to say to you, if he says to you, or if people say to you, Rob, don't, let's not talk about it. And please don't say anything about bringing it up to me, Rob, I'm going to say to you, then, you know, I'm not saying anything other than, then someone has said to you, you know, keep secrets. You know what I mean? And I'm, <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know. Like, I'm not telling you like what people should do. I'm saying that for me, I can't come up here. And if I come up here and say, if I come up here and say, hey, I'm hanging out with Rob, it's enough for me to say, I'm hanging out with Rob and the channeling thing, though I've said things about other channelers, Rob gets a pass for various reasons because he's a decent dude and I've never seen him do X, Y, or Z that I've seen other people do. So I'm okay with this, that, and the other thing. And until he does X, Y, and Z, I'm okay. 
but it's another thing to say this thing is wide out in the open. I'm just not going to mention it. I, I don't play that game. I don't play the, we're just not going to talk about it. Like, I can't, you know what I mean? That's like hypocrisy. It's like rank hypocrisy to make a video saying, stop being silent about people having this gal on that had Nazi regalia on and then just acting like nothing happened and then come up here and act like nothing happened. Yo, you know what I mean? I, I, if I do that, all that's going to end up happening is that tomorrow I'm going to wake up to no videos about me because no one makes videos about me, but whatever, <laughs> no posts about me because no one makes posts about me. But the possibility that someone could say, you know, dude, you're just out here fucking, you know, sorry about, you know, you're just out here giving passes, you know, you're just, you know, BS. F-bombs are all right. No, okay. You, you, you I'll, make, I'll, I'll, I'll still try to keep minimal. I'll, I'll take you make a, a good point. You make a good yeah, point. And Alan and is I'm coming here make, next. I'm not trying to make a point on you. And I'm, I'm just saying, it's like basically for me, I can't not say something. Do you know what right. I mean? No, no, it's something yeah. you've been passionate about. You, like you said, you have heritage uh, in half of you being Jewish, half Puerto Rican, and then Kalina and her family does. So yeah, it's it's a sore subject. Hey, bro, and something know, that's been in our then, community. You know, can, I, can I tell you something? This is my attitude about it. Is that even if no one had any ethnic heritage involving you know Jews, gypsies, blacks, <laughs> it's whatever, still a worthwhile. You know, how about this? How about compassion for Marina? What's her face? She's making an ass out of herself on Facebook. She's ruining her life. These people are 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 doing things. I don't know. Here's what happens. I think sometimes. People interpret one historical event, the election of a given person to a elected office, whatever, a online phenomenon, whatever, and they think that there's some sort of radical change that's taking place that is going to change the global change that we've seen, and they make rash stupid decisions about coming out and saying nutty things like this whole you know whatever people coming out for in support of you know certain allegedly insider letter-based you know political <laughs> organization whatever you know what i mean like right. some people are gonna look like real jerks and you know what i mean in this you know because that whole thing turned out to be you know it, it appears to be nonsense i'm not judging anybody for making political decisions that generally align to the left or to the right. I'm just saying that thing, the theory that there was something going on there that was going to move things into a certain array that was going to make real set things up for real change in 2021 or whatever, or 2019 or whatever, obviously did not come to pass. Yeah. Right? The, Q, the Q stuff dropped yeah, on Q its face pretty not, heavy. You know, it right. did not vest. No, I, was going. <laughs> I just say, you know, what I mean? like, you know, people like, I don't know. well, I don't this know. is something that's been talked about in our community a lot. And I do want to touch uh, on this uh, as we go through too. and uh, fair dues. Uh, Alan will be here next week. I will be I remember able what to I was going to say. I apologize. Yeah. I, yeah, I remember, sure. I just let me finish. The so what ended up happening is that a lot of people, I think, thought we won and we can come out here and we can say all these crazy, gross things about our beliefs and they thought it was you know copacetic and cool and you know now you know what i mean like um i don't think that nazi Reg i don't want to see the day when nazi regalia just becomes like you know like you know like marilyn manson like i like i get it like it's a it's a cool look like black 
You know what I mean? Like it's hard to look bad. Like stormtroopers, you know, like they they went all black in the later movies for a reason, right? It's a good Darth Vader. It's a good look. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> Accentuate with the red armband. I understand why, you know, <laughs> Dipsy Doodle didn't understand world history and thought, you know, was attracted to it. But she still ruined her life because no offense, she's never going to get a secretary job because they're going to find those friggin' photos. You're not allowed to dress up like a Nazi. You know, even on co- unless you're in a movie, if you're, if you know, I guess you could play. I'm, I'm not. If you're out there, young lady, here's the spin because I like people. Number one, stop being an idiot. There's my first piece of advice. Free. Second one's gonna cost you. No, here's the, the second free piece of advice. When they find those photos of you. You say I was in a movie called SS Nazi Girls versus Zombie Werewolf Weirdos. And if they say no, say, oh, I was a prostitute. And they say, okay. Because those are better than the things that you were actually saying on the internet. And that's just, and then we're done with that. I apologize. Then we're done with that. Well, it's a hell of a shirt to start the show. And it was all because Alan, St- and it was ironically because I, I don't think it's ironic. It was Alan Steinfeld was like, you know, and Alan Steinfeld's like, oh man, please, why? Well, the, and you know, Alan Steinfeld's probably out there like, there's a problem right on the internet. I'm sure. I, I'm almost positive he, he's had to have heard about it from someone. And he'd someone. be like, oh, come on. It's not even a big deal. And I'm Jewish. Oh, she maybe she was. Maybe she was. Or maybe it was in another timeline. You know, that happens. It, you know, maybe it was another timeline. You know, for all we know, or maybe it was like a recovered memory. Or maybe it was some sort of honeypot thing. You know, all I know is on September 11th, I saw a UFO as well. There's something going on, okay? And whether she's part, everyone's a part of it. Everyone has a little piece of the puzzle, okay? She's not a Nazi. She didn't put anyone in the gas chamber. Okay, Rob? Tell that young man to shut up. And scene. Don't tell me I don't watch Alan Steinfeld. Yeah, no, the, him him having the amount of people who watch him, both for good and bad reasons, I'm I'm almost sure he had to bring it. And it's something fair to talk about, because I think even after everything kind of blew up for her, uh, she was back on his show anyway. So I think, you know, he to be honest. Listen, you know, and you know, when I say that he doesn't give a darn, it doesn't, it's not, there's some people who, like, I, when you, you heard what I said of, of coming out of his mouth when I, like, do an imitation of someone. It's not that I think, when I say that some people don't give a damn, they don't give a damn because they're, they're, it's a profit motive. I believe that Alan is a total 100% true believer, right? Oh, he is sure. on the quest for the Holy Grail, and the Holy Grail is... We're going to make the contact. It's happening. It's ET contact in our lifetime. It's ET contact in my lifetime, in your lifetime, and in not our lifetime now, the lifetime we call now, our reincarnations. We've been here for thousands of years. We'll be here for a thousand lifetimes more here, there, across the galaxy, across the universe. But here on Earth, things are coming together, and they're coming together now. And, you know, he is on that quest and we're all on it with him. And 
I, I'm on it with him. I've been watching new realities, dude, since like I started watching YouTube since like 2000, no joke, 2006. Oh, yeah. Right. When, yeah. when the He's been when on the, it forever. If you wanted to watch stuff, this sort of stuff, some of the stuff you got was it was Project Camelot. Remember when you when this sort of stuff started on YouTube? I don't know about. Yeah, went, no, no, no. I was I, here on Project Street. Camelot and Project right, Avalon, right? Right. And what it was was it wasn't even made for YouTube. It was those jokers. It was New Realities, which was it was him uploading his old right uh basic cable like friggin what is it it was public access tv public from new york access, city yeah yeah it was new realities it was public access tv from like the earliest episodes are from like 1992 or something it was crazy that i didn't it, that know that uploaded by hand onto friggin youtube god bless him god bless him i, I mean he did work that, yeah. i mean i i love alan steinfeld I saw him. The first stuff I saw was probably back uh, during the interview of Daryl uh, and Bashar when Daryl was right. you know, 10 years younger than what he was when I came on YouTube around 2010. Yeah, right. Right. And and so and, you know, so but Alan, so but the problem is this is that you've got guys like like Alan Steinfeld, who who in a leadership position, their leadership position is this 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 is this he has a real old guard what i know is the old guard new age approach which is positivity 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 white light leads us to the glory negativity 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 is icor it leads us to black tar it's going to drag us down to lower vibrations we must avoid so whenever anything comes to the things that Go to basic hygiene. I think Jay-Z Knight is doing something, you know, really weird. No, please. We, no, we, let's not talk. Uh, we're not here to talk about negativity. We're not here to talk about who did what to whom. We're not here to gossip. We're here to talk about our messages of positivity for 2012, for, you know, the, you know, harmonic convergence. And that works, but the unfortunate thing is it may work to pump, pump and get new realities, you know, going from public access to YouTube and, and doing some work to, to generate steam for stuff. But it also generates a lot of cover for a lot of people to get away with a lot of stuff. I mean, the guy that sued me, the guys that get away with, you know, taking just taking people's money and using people. And like, you know, straight up using it. We know that there's stories about people coming out on their, you know, commune saying, I wonder uh, who I'm going to meet this time who I've met in the past spiritual life, uh, past incarnation, which is code for, I wonder who I'm going to try and hook up with and hit on. I wonder who I'm going to try and convince, you know, was my uh, tantric student in a former lifetime. And we just have to complete that one last lesson that they need. In other words, you know, what uh, young woman, I'm going to slither my 60 something year old, you know, sleaze bag body on. Do I sound like the words that I just said are words that you said, Mr. Whoever I, you are? Well, that sounds like a lot of people know your game, right? Well, you're straight up busted, dude. Everyone well, knows is, your game. Well, this is the thing. This are our communities filled with horrific things. And that's what, that's why I friended you immediately because a lot of our, our perspectives on the bad parts of this community are very similar. But before we dive deeper in this, 
we got to get people to know you because some people have okay, no clue sure. who you are. Yeah, I know. So, so tell, Rain tell Man, us. Rain, actually, you know what? Rain, Rain this crazy <laughs> accent because if we're not careful, this bad boy will rant about like, you know, offshore sea rights and, you know, the, you know, the problem with, you know, the tax protocols in Fukushima. And then all of a sudden you'll be like, and that's our show. And, uh, and so, we're done guys. Later. Yeah, check out CW Chandler's channel and maybe you'll understand who he is. <laughs> well, let's, let's do the thing that we do first, even though we're 24 minutes in the first question that I do. Welcome to it, the, uh, the CW Chandler channel. For what is if only if, well, here's what we could say this. We've certainly given people a taste of the CW Chandler experience. I am like a fish concert and or the Grateful Dead. If you subscribe to my channel, first of all, don't subscribe to my main, you'll subscribe to my main channel, but my main channel is not the main channel that I'm working anymore. I'm on my RPG channel now because we are going to hack the matrix. Cue me up. You do you, but it's going to be madness. Everything, all you need to know about me is that me, I'm CW Chanter. This is my boy, Rob Gauthier, and we are like the Hulk Hogan. We are good. This is all you need to know. I'm going to say what I what you need to know, and then this is what's up. We are like, I'm Hulk Hogan, he's Andre the Giant. But we're like post that whole, the first WrestleMania, when we were, we're, when we were enemies. We're approaching uh, WrestleMania 3. <laughs> we're approaching WrestleMania 3, we're down through that arc, so now we're like, who do we get in, well, why do we, t I forget, we're, we're now we're bros. You know what I mean? There you go. There's the set, and we're gonna dominate, and we're gonna take over. There was I forgot I did we I did the setup, and then I forgot the last part of the promo, which was what we're actually gonna do, which is we're gonna kick ass and take names. Okay, I'm sorry. There you go. No, no, no. As you were saying. All right. Well, tell first of all, tell us before you tell us, you know, why you are you and how you are you. Tell us what what molded did you, you going through. Ask me why I am who I am. <laughs> Well, why and who? That's always the. Do you ask the, people that question? Do you ask people why they are who they are? Not why they are who they are, but how they got to being who they are, which tells us why they are who they are. What happened? What happened through your childhood, through your adulthood that gave you the beliefs? You, uh, yeah, yeah. People, people give me answers give you, all the time. People must be giving you like these shoehorn answers. So you can you just asked me? First of all, do you know that my first my thought? Hold on, let me tell you something. If you thought, okay, let me tell you something. We're going to do this real quick because if we don't do this quick, we're going to be here for until the, until the, until the matrix resolves. Okay, honey. When I used to describe people, why I was, how I was, the way I was, you know, my father in, in strictly scientific terms was, was a narcissistic sociopath. Okay, but the way I would describe him to people, his mannerisms and his behaviors, I would tell people, I go, you know, my father was to me and in other to many other ways and, and to other people, he was like a perfect 50 50 combination between. And unfortunately, some people get these cultural references, some people won't. Darth Vader from Empire Strikes Back and Thornton Mellon, who was Rodney Dangerfield's character from Back to School. Do you know that movie? I do not. Not that one. I've seen lots of Rodney Dangerfield. I probably have seen it, but you have I don't remember. You've not seen lots of Rodney Dangerfield movies because if you saw lots of Rodney Dangerfield movies, you would have definitely seen Back to School. Because that's like saying that's like me saying like, "Oh man, I've seen." Um, oh, I don't know what that'd be like me saying. Oh, oh, I've seen a lot of Eddie Murphy comedy films, but I haven't seen Raw. Okay, 
Fair, you know fair. I, mean? I probably have seen it then. It was in the eighties. I was young. I was probably like uh, six, seven, eight. It's okay. You have, you haven't <laughs> I seen should, it. But I anyway, shouldn't have been watching. Anyway, it. <laughs> and, and anyway, anyone who's old enough knows know, knows those references. And basically says, just basically got it, which is basically like, yeah, I don't think we're going to want to peel any more layers on this guy's childhood, or we may indeed be here for a while. <laughs> Well, that's yeah, all right. Fair no, no, enough. No. So, no, so, like, I mean, it, it, we come through a complicated journey. I mean, I mean, I understand that. Here's the thing, Rob. When I came, when we started this conversation, I said to you, I said, here's the, here's, here's the real issue. It's like, I'm like Lloyd Dobler at the, um, at the dinner table. You know, I know that at the Enlightenment Evolution Hour, people are, may come to this space kind of ready to position themselves and, you know, not to disparage anyone, but kind of like sell themselves. Like I am this person, I am a tarot card reader. I am a crystal light worker or a transfixer. I mean, I, I don't know, you know, or whatever, you know, I am this, I do that. This is my services. This is, this is my journey. This is, and they they're ready because they know, you know, that they are entering a a field that, you know, they where services are offered and people are looking for people that offer services and people are evaluating practitioners. So they're looking at bios and they're like, when you asked me for a bio, I was like, what the, f I didn't even know like what a 100 or 200 page, you know, bio would look like. I thought it was going to be war and peace. And I, I, I turned to my ex-wife <laughs> wife and I said, do you want to make some extra scratch? And she said, what? I said, do you want to, I said, this guy has asked me for a bio. I said, you know, do you want to make a little extra money like Ryan for me? She goes, like, what? I goes, like, she he goes, I think he's like 100, 200. She goes, pages? I said, no words. She goes, Ben, she goes, you you, need, you don't need someone to help you write 100, 200, page, 200 words. And I go, I That's think I do. three CW sentences. I know. I, she, she goes, you really don't. I was like, oh. And yeah, you were. she was right. But I was like, I don't know. You know, the point is this, is that like, I don't have any of that stuff. Like, I'm not like in a box. Like, so it's like hard for me to be like, you know, and like, I don't know, like, I don't even know who I am. Like, I'm not, how, how, who, I don't know who I am, let alone why I'm this way. If I knew why I was this way, I wouldn't be here on the Enlightenment Evolution Hour with you. <laughs> I'd be telling you why I was that way, because that would probably help you. Do you know who you are? Do you think you know who you are? Oh, we, we all have a lot to find. I think that's the whole journey of life is figuring out so then, that. So then, so given that, what do you, why are you asking people this question that you know that they can't let, possibly let, give you an actual let, responsive answer let to? Let me ask you this, then. Okay, sorry. This is, this is the question, the uh, the more proper way, the, okay. the the more accurate way. What? No, I'm being a jerk. I, I think I'm being a <laughs> I, 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 Can we start? Can I, give me that question again. I'm sorry. All right. What, uh, in your childhood, in your adulthood, what things did you go through that made you excited to do the types of work you're doing today? What things were you doing in your childhood that opened you up to be right. wanting to jump on YouTube and yeah, yeah, do yeah, everything yeah. else? Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, no. My, my motivations were pain. I was, you know what I mean? Like, I understand. I think that's part of, you know, maybe part of, you know, so I come here, not, I came almost here like on a religious quest, not a spiritual quest. So my my life was my childhood was very very painful despite the fact that I was raised in a very affluent rich house and that was part of the problem, right? You know, in a rich house there's not supposed to be any pain, therefore no one assumes there's pain there, therefore no one really asks. And also everyone's being told, you know, if you do anything, if you say anything about this, you know what's going to happen. 
you know, what's going to happen is, you know, dad's going to go away and then, you know, the money's going to go away and you're going to be poor and destitute. And if you're poor and destitute, oh man, you're going to really end up being, you know, fucked over. So whatever's happening to you in this house, you're better off with the toys and the stuff and the roof over your head and all this stuff and keeping your brother safe or whatever than anything else. And also, you know, my father was Jewish and my mother was not. So half of my family uh, that were Jewish kind of like despised me and my brother and thought that we were kind of like, um, acted as though there was something, you know, kind of, uh, you know, amiss and wrong with us. You know, my mom didn't convert. She had, you know, kind of a very prideful stance on, I don't know if it was a prideful stance, but there was some sort of, you know, she did not convert, you know, and uh, whether it was when they, my parents got together, they thought that one was going to change and the other one thought the other one was going to change or whatever. It turned that religion in the household turned into an issue of acrimony and what was supposed to be good times in the household like Hanukkah and Christmas turned out to be painful times. So there was a lot of money and wealth and good stuff and toys being thrown around, but people were like trying to buy the kids love with like Christmas and Hanukkah became this competition. And if, you know, if my father didn't like kind of win the competition, like things like, you know, the, you know, if the grand Christmas, like, you know, trees would get knocked over. It was, it was a terrible thing. It was just not, a, no. so I knew early on that I was even a smart enough kid to know. It's like, you know, the, the, the one people are, it's not like they were, you know, one was Buddhist and one was Jewish or one was, you know, you know, Muslim and the other was, um, you know, Hindu. You know, my father was Jewish and, you know, Jesus was supposed to be a Jew. The, the, the incomprehensibility and the contradictions between these the, between these two storylines were readily apparent to me as a child. So at like six years old, I remember being like an atheist. And I remember at six years old telling, you know, my, basically my father, you know, I said, this is ridiculous. I'm an atheist. You know, this is this is patently obvious. I said, number one, if there's a God, there's no way that he would make me and my, at that point, infant brother, like, you know, experience these things. You know what I mean? And yeah. I said, you know, the second of all, I said, this whole, it doesn't make any sense. I said, you, one of you is wrong. I said, this, just, this whole thing is ridiculous. And of course, you know, then, you know, they're, you know, beatings or whatever. Like the, the whole thing is, the whole thing was obviously, but, but at the same time, I was obsessed with religion because I could see that, you know, there was this tribalism and there was, you know, there were churches everywhere and there was people, then obviously people got some sort of support from this thing. And I was obsessed with religion. I was really always interested in religion and, and the things about religion and, you know, like, you know, the, the, you know, marriages and deaths and ceremonies and rituals and, and like the, this going on. And I was always very interested in this. So then I would, you know, go into my adolescence and my post-adolescence and when I've gotten interested in music and stuff, I became interested in like, you know, like the occult and Satanism and, you know, mysticism and spirituality and psychic phenomena. And that kind of dovetailed into a lot of, you know, religious things and spiritual things. And, then, you know, like, you know, when I got into like, I don't know, like around like I got into industrial music around 93, 94, and there was a heavy influence with uh, William Burroughs and occult uh, influence like with Aleister Crowley on bands like Throbbing Gristle and Cabaret Voltaire. And um, so I was turned on to that stuff. And also there was a very high, uh, there was a big interest in though in that community with things like thought control and mind control and, and cults. There was a band called the Haffler trio that would always investigate things like Scientology and, and cults and mind control and stuff. And I, so I became very interested in cults and through that I became interested in Hare Krishna and started collecting books about from fringe religious organizations like Scientology and, and the Hare Krishnas. And I became involved 
in Scientology and in the Hare Krishna communities, you know, via those avenues. And then I quickly, you know, got out of that. And then my journey basically became basically trying to find the right religion as I was suffering through, you know, alcoholism and drug abuse. And I was, you know, being told, you know, you got to find a, a higher power and you got to find, you know, I knew that I wanted to find that I needed to find some sort of religion, but I couldn't find one that really worked. At the end of the day, I decided to formulate my own religion. And this happened over a course of an evolution. And over this course of the evolution, there were evolutions in my life, positive evolutions and negative evolutions. At negative evolutions and ebbs, I thought to myself, fuck this shit. I'm going to be like L. Ron Hubbard. I'm going to take advantage of people. I'm going to get that money, honey. Get laid, get paid. Fuck you. You make me feel like less of a man because you're bigger than man, man than me. Well, then, you know, guru man says do a thousand pushups. And, you know, actually, I made videos like this where I admitted that that I had had dark moments where I, where I thought about that. And there was this douche nozzle named Unirock who took a video that I made where I was candid enough to say at dark places in my life, I thought about frigate. I'm going to use this brain to hurt people like they hurt me. And I said, but I said, but I decided not to. And I said, that was the wrong way to do it. So I de-weaponized this thing called Commonwealth Chant. I tried to take everything that I tried to study religions and cults to understand everything that turned a guru into a control mechanism to hurt people, everything that turned dogma. And I tried to get it out of Commonwealth Chant. I tried to make a religion that could be the maximum religion with the, with the to be a thing that could sustain itself over time and be there for people, but not be a control thing and not hurt people. Whether I succeeded or not, I created it. You can go to my channel, CW Chanter, and find out about Commonwealth Chanting. You can write me an email at cw.c.w.chanter at gmail.com, and I'll send you a little one, a, a little PDF document that you know basically gives you the a bit of it. You know what I mean? It's not like some sort of you know definitive statement of it. It's just one statement of it. You know, that's just part of the thing. I also read tarot cards and whatever, and I carry on. You know, and I started the CW Chanter channel in 2015 on my 40th birthday, you know, to spread, you know, to just talk about, you know, religion and my religion and spread Commonwealth chanting. Then, you know, within short order, I said, oh, my God, I thought, you know, going on YouTube, I thought, oh, Project Camelot video gets 500,000 views. Like, I look on the bottom of a, of a video with um some douche jerk, whatever, from Project Camelot, it's got 500,000 views. So I think, oh new age video on youtube equals five hundred thousand views so i think i'm gonna go on youtube right i think i'm gonna go on youtube i've got a new age spiritual video it's going to be get gonna get that many views so i make these videos on youtube and i say hey wait there's a disconnect i'm saying cool stuff i'm saying stuff that's like pretty well thought out kind of like what i know is like better than these like kind of schmooze like because at the time that i came out there was this guy called the ruiner shane the ruiner yeah who had this thing called the ruiner blog that is like you know he literally i knew i ended up knowing this guy and i you know i i, I, I talked to him even recently on you know instagram via you know you know dm a little bit back and forth we talked about talking i'm on the fence about talking because it's, it's, a, it's a weird situation but you know he, he admitted to you know when i started talking he wrote this thing on his phone you know, while he was a security guard at a friggin' like, you know, not not a security guard, like he to say that is like diminishing his job, but like, he basically he wrote this thing on a friggin' like a, like a friggin' cell phone, and it's like, you know, on the thirtieth day, you know, the queen of the vampire, you know, Ryan, 
you know, race confronted me and said, you will do my bidding. And I said to her, you know, no, I, I won't. I won't compromise humanity for you. Not anymore. I, I'm done with that. And she said, you know, you will come to know us eventually. And, and then I left. And it's like, and that would be the entry. And like, and I would see that that, and that guy would get an interview and it would be like 12,000 views. And I'd be like this. And it pissed me off. And it set me off in more ways than one yeah. in a radical direction, you know? And then the CW Chanter experience became something that it wasn't intended to be. And mild-mannered CW Chanter came to YouTube on his 40th birthday to spread a message of, hey, this is just my little take on religion and spirituality. And hey, maybe we'll talk about spirituality and religion with other people. And maybe some of those thoughts will be controversial, but hopefully not. It turned into, and let me put this guy on trial. And pretty soon, blood in the water. For a new age community that's all about light and love, it's funny. Yeah. Because if there's an actual controversy, if someone did something wrong, if someone said the bad word, if someone screwed up, there's... All of a sudden, yeah, every right? shark in the pool is over there, absolutely, you know. So, you know, but I don't want to go like I mean, I'll keep going if you want the like, you know, because well, there's, yeah, there's more, that's... but you know, I want to be like Rhyme of the Ancient Mariner. You, you know, you know, the, you know, the poem Rhyme of the Ancient Mariner. I'm not that cultured, unfortunately. Did you be the same? I it's Rhyme of the Ancient Mariner. The whole premise of Rhyme of the Ancient Mariner is that there's basically there's this this it's a Rhyme of the Ancient Mariner is an epic poem, right? It's like Gilgamesh. It goes on. It's a, it's a mo, it's like a modern poem by Gilgamesh standards. I think it's like from the 1800s or whatever. Um, what should we call it? Um, Iron Maiden did a version a song version of it that's like 16 minutes long. So I'll tell you how long this is. Like the break, it's incredible. So anyway, <laughs> the whole premise of this thing is that there's the, the way that the poem starts. Remember, this is like an epic poem. So it, it goes on for like 108 pages, right? So it's a, it's a poem, but it goes on. It's like a novella. It goes on for like a million pages. So <laughs> the way that the whole poem, the way the whole thing is set up is it. The only people that you're supposed to know about is that there's this guy, the ancient, the mariner. And there's a wedding guest. And what happens is that this guy is going to a wedding. He's a wedding guest. And he's on his way to a wedding, and all of a sudden, this guy approaches him, basically. And he's all disheveled, he's fucked up, and he's like, and the guy is like, oh, you know, like, ah, you know, like, let me tell you who I am. And the wedding guest is like, oh, you know, I'm on my way to a wedding. And the ancient mariner is like, I gotta tell you who I am. And the wedding guest is like, I'm on my way to a wedding, my man. Like, I really do mind. And he's like, please, just a moment of your time to tell you basically who I am. And the wedding guest is like, fine. Like, like kind of acting like, Oh, like mean, like you're going to tell me like, hi, I'm Sam Del Smith from, you know, Corp. And I was a wine Smith. And when the tragedy befell me and the wine fields went fallow, look, look what became me. But what ends up happening is that the ancient writer then opens up his mouth and is basically then basically then basically recites Moby Dick. Like he's on a, like he gets on a boat happy and he's like with his friends and they're on a boat and it's like, they're like fishing and it's like, everything's fantastic. And like 16 minutes of Iron Maiden later, everyone's dead, but him, he's cursed to wander the earth forever 
basically to accost people to tell them his tragic tale. The, and every only thing that people can remember is the following. Don't kill an albatross. <laughs> if you're ever at sea and you're tempted to say, I'm going to shoot that albatross, don't do it. So that's don't where that little that's where that little part came from with the albatross around the neck uh, and yeah, it's exactly where it yeah. comes from. Okay, that's, that's exactly yeah. I knew that little from. schism, but I didn't know where it came from. So the albatross around the neck comes from the rhyme of the ancient mariner. Now you I know. My God, I'm burning time on rhyme of the ancient mariner. <laughs> now listen, can I tell you? Now Rob, what gets even funnier is this. Does this get funny? It gets funnier. Oh, well, if it gets funnier, <laughs> that'd be great. Because if it gets funnier, then there's a possibility that it might get funny. Funny, right? <laughs> <laughs> And let's leave it there. There was a young man outside of the pet food store, not like the vet yesterday. And they're still keeping us outside because brilliance. Anyway, and I'm talking to him. We're like, it basically, the, the, the amount of time to just basically look at each other had expired. And we were required by like, you know, mannerism to acknowledge each other and like ask each other our names or whatever. And we started talking and I mentioned rhyme of the ancient manner. And basically he was like, oh, I, don't, I don't know it. He was like a younger man. I said, well, they don't teach it to you in high school anymore. And he was basically like, conceded the fact that like, they don't basically teach them anything in high school anymore. Like they made like common core is like, basically they're like, even the teachers are like, what, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, just here's your degree. Go. What, you know what I mean? Like, just tell the, tell the colleges you learned how to read or whatever. But um, so I mentioned it to him and like I was trying to explain it to him and he was he had even less confidence. Like at least you knew about the albatross around the neck. <laughs> like at least you had some point of reference. I got home and I tell my ex-wife, wife, the, the, the educator, I start telling her the story and I'm trying to tell her the irony because the whole premise of, of Rhyme of the Ancient Mariner is that he accosts the wedding guest and tells him this long, extensive story. So I'm telling her the irony of me accosting this young man outside of the veterinary thing to tell him about Rhyme of the Ancient Mariner. And it wasn't until after that I already got in the car that the irony hit me that I had bothered him about Rhyme of the Ancient Mariner. Now, she's an educator, so I'm thinking to myself, so she knows this. And she goes, well, she went to a Catholic high school, so she never heard Rhyme of the Ancient Mariner. So now this is, I'm 0 for 3 on Rhyme of the Ancient fucking Mariner. <laughs> well, we almost covered the... Uh... What was it? The uh, the laws in Fiji uh, <laughs> international water, as he said before. <laughs> Almost. And we didn't even cover it. Almost covered it. Right. Had we covered it, we would have covered something. <laughs> well, it, it's it's beautiful to to hear you chat about pretty much everything. But I'm interested, as are a lot of people, too, you know, this this part of going into this community uh doing what you wanted to do to to kind of get focus into this cw chanting what 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 are the things that you did because you you're a sociologist too aren't you didn't you go through sociology no i i, I no well i i got an undergraduate degree in 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 basically it was considered philosophy but it's 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 a joke an undergraduate degree is basically when you, you get a major in something so we basically took like three extra classes in it i have a law degree you know i graduated from law, law school and i passed the bar exam so i'm a, I'm, a, I'm a bard and practicing attorney certified lawyer yeah for what for what it's worth though my my practice is um pivoting as it were, we're, I do not, 
I did not find the traditional practice of law comforting. I didn't find it enjoyable. So uh, now that life has basically opened up opportunities to pivot, we are, you know what I mean? Like I'm, I'm, I'm doing, you know, a little bit more consulting stuff and we're, we're exploring more avenues like that because, you know, to try and get uh, away from the, you know, the traditional uh, litigants uh, stuff. Um, yeah, if that if that answers you yeah know, no you're, that, you're, you mentioned sociology so i think you that was going well i'm i'm trying to figure point. out the yeah the whole the whole part of creating this cw chanting or the commonwealth chanting you said you did it for an extremely good cause to take dogma to take uh you know all of these negative aspects that are in religion and to take them out so that people could have something positive and good and i'm trying to figure out was it just your experience that you went through with seeing the religion and your obsession of religion and learning about yeah, religion that you brought know, you that? So what had happened was the, the 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 attempt was to avoid the cognitive dissonance that I that I had experienced going to the various different religions. So going from, you know, I tell people, I go, you know, I was involved in the Church of Satan. I was involved in Scientology. I was involved in the Christian consciousness. I, I tried on a lot of different things um aa you know there's a lot of different churches that i joined and what the dance always was was this 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 and oh i have to go through this crazy philosophical jungle to get to to get that stuff right right i have to you know compromise and and accept that like with the christian consciousness thing with like with commonwealth chanting that you know what it was is like when I went to Krishna consciousness, it was, you know, the, the celebration and the chanting of God's name and all that stuff was wonderful and beautiful. But then when that chanting stopped and they would start saying things like, and, you know, you can only take a, you know, a cold shower. And if you use, you know, hot water during the shower, it's, you know, it's a decadent enjoyment of the body. And, you know, is it worth, you know, a hundred lifetimes of suffering? And I'd be like, what the fuck are you fucking talking or like god is blue and you know uh, and there would be like these long you know extensive debates about whether or not you know someone had committed this you know egregious crime because on shiva's birthday they had the audacity of of, of dressing the krishna murti in shiva's uh, uh you know sacred cloth you know as what they thought was a tribute but then someone said found a book from 1852 that said you know this 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 one krishna conscious uh gudaya vishnaya uh priest said that you know it one must never do that because of this line in the srimad bhagavatam it was you know it's this dogma it would be nuts and it would be or then i'd go to Scientology, forget about scientology and, and stuff with you know money or the control mechanisms and stuff and so finally what ended up happening was i said i took everything that i experienced i said what are the commonalities and i just kind of workshopped it to figure out what was there common to everything to figure out kind of basically how the system worked and then i tried to create like a kite a kite has to be together enough that it can hold together that you can see it in space floating through the sky so you can see a visual display and it's got to be together enough so that the wind doesn't totally completely blow it away. But if it's too solid, if you put too much weight and security into it, man, that mother ain't going to fly. It's going to be too heavy. Right. So you want it to be loose enough that it, it can fly and be free and go where it needs to go. But you need it to be firm enough that it can be, you know, have some sort of structure. 
But what I would tell people is this, is that the best thing to do is this, is that what I ended up finding out over time was with Commonwealth chanting is this. The thing became a totality. There was a private practice of Commonwealth chanting, which was just this. You read a spiritual text every day, and it could be any spiritual text, and you can read multiple spiritual texts, and a spiritual text is a spiritual text if you define it as a spiritual text. And I accept the fact that someone might come along and say, I think that Adolf Hitler's Mein Kampf is a spiritual text. Commonwealth chanters do not need to tell other world Commonwealth chanters. In fact, they're not supposed to tell other world Commonwealth chanters what they think is a spiritual text or not a spiritual text. It's not important. All that is important for individual Commonwealth chanters to identify those books that they think are spiritual texts and make a vow to read. A, it's not a vow to anybody other than themselves to read a spiritual text every day. Why? Reading vitamins is, you know, getting your vitamins every day is good. The, the world is defined as secular, right? The majority of things that you will be exposed to is secular shit. Expose yourself to a little spirituality, even if it's not true. This religion is good. I'm an atheist and I practice a religion. Why? Because humans practice religion forever and I'm a human. So whether or not it may, it, it, this is, it's like, you know what I mean? Like I don't, particularly like sports, but I'm aware of the fact that sports is a thing. So if there's a documentary about sports on, I might take a look at it. If it might find it engrossing, I might not. But I'm aware of the fact that sports is a thing that people do. And religion is a thing that everybody does, right? Not everybody does baseball. Everybody does sports. Everybody does games. We'll get to that. But everybody does religion. Everybody does, what the hell happens to us when we die? Everybody does, my God, keep this baby alive. Everybody does, what does this all mean? Everybody does, oh God, oh God, get me through this, get me through this. Oh God, oh God, get me through this, get me through this. Everybody needs, and everybody seems to go to this thing we call religion, spirituality, what? And some people say we go there because it is, it really is, and it really always has been there. And some people say we go there because we really are just kind of, uh, I don't know, accidentally. It's in the DNA. It's a survival mechanism. It's evolutionary biology. It's something stupid that monkeys do. Scared monkey. No control. <laughs> God, God, daddy, 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 help. Right? Yeah. Crying out yeah. to nobody. Maybe someone will come get you. Got to cry out to somebody just because you're crying out to somebody. And just because that makes you feel some sort of better something. Doesn't a little control, mean, perhaps. A little control, perhaps. Doesn't mean that necessarily mean, doesn't necessarily mean that there's anything. But if you felt that little bit of control, does that mean that there was something there? You experienced it. What do we define reality as other than that which is experienced. That's why I never, whenever I did this whole debunking thing on YouTube, I never, ever went after anyone I thought, and I immediately stopped whenever I thought someone was really kind of experiencing it. You know what I mean. Rob, I I, you know, when you do your channeling thing, I, you know I put you in one of those categories. I don't put you in the category of those people that I think are not mentally Saying I'm like whatever I don't yeah. I don't know what the technical term is. There are some people that are suffering from some sort of what the psychologists would call some sort of psychological sequela, some sort of mental disturbance. 
I, I think you're doing the religion thing. I think you're doing what I do when I channel, which is closing your eyes and engaging in some sort of what I understand to be a, a, a attempt to meditate past the ego to get to some sort of kind of like automatic writing. And I understand, and you're, and I accept that you understand it as contacting some real beings that are really extant outside of yourself as separate entities. And I understand them as fictional aspects of Rob Gauthier, right? Like, like Darth Vader, like, like Dr. Doom is an aspect of, of Spike Lake. I mean, uh, Spike Lake. I'm sorry. <laughs> yes. Yeah, probably, probably him of? too. Yeah, yeah. Who am I thinking of? Stanley. At the end of Mall Rats, one of the one of the guys is desperate to meet Stanley, who's at a comic book signing, and Stanley makes a it makes a cameo appearance in this movie, Mall Rats, by Kevin Smith. And Stanley explains to this this young guy who's enamored of all these comic book characters and asking Stanley all these questions about comic books. Well, Stanley is trying to redirect the the kid. The young man, it's a 20-year-old something guy. The 20-year-old something guy is friggin' fucking up his life. He's losing an amazing woman is what's happening. And he's not even caring about it. All he cares about is comics and what Dr. Doom's dick looks like or whatever. And Stanley is like, dude, listen. And he's explaining to him things like, you know, these characters that you think are so great, you know, these are aspects of, like, you know, pain. You know, like Dr. Doom is, like, in this, you know, scarified mask because... You know, there's aspects of me that I had to explain, you know, I had to express that are just, that are a, a, a burnt emperor. You know, like the whole concept of Dr. Doom, you know, is, you know, he's an, he's not a weak person. He's rich as fuck. He's the, he's the king of, of this like Latvian country. Like Dr. Doom can run some shit. He can do everything apparently under the sun except fix his face. Right? Yeah. And so everyone throughout the entire Marvel universe has got chicks out the band except Dr. Doom for whatever fucking reason. And the thing that's so crazy about it is this, is that you see Dr. Doom build spaceships to the friggin' moon. Dr. Doom has acquired godlike powers, right? Dr. Doom can do like, you know what I mean? Dr. Doom has defeated, defeated during the secret wars, helped to defeat the beyonder. So why doesn't Dr. Doom fix his fucking face? Because if Dr. Doom f fixes his face, Dr. Doom ceases to exist. Dr. Doom exists as an aspect, as an emanation, as an avatar of pain. That's He's very a living true. thing. I mean, it's very, it's very real. I could talk about him. We can touch him. We can feel him. You can experience him. You can. So these things, it's not like they're not real, but bro, right? I mean, the notion that I'm going to, like, you know, go to some, like, Treb's home planet and meet this fucking dude and be like, yo, like, really, like, oh, that is your spinneret. You know, you really do have an asshole. Bro, I, I don't, hey, that's where I, I get, I mean, I don't know. I don't, I don't know how hard car you are about it, but it is what it is. Well, this is why I've always, this is why me and you have been able to get along. We have a different feeling on the aspect of what I do, but in a way we don't because I... You know, I can't personally fly out to a planet and say, hey, where's Treb at? So I know that there's very just as likely 
an explanation for what I experience as there is AT. Do I feel the experiences in my life have, have kind of proven to me? Yeah, but I don't expect other people to understand what I'm experiencing, just like if two people are are doing a meditation and they share a common theme, they're not going to have the same meditation. Right. Two people take mushrooms, right. they're not going to have the same experience. And I can't prove what my experience is to people. Right. And, so, and I hope you and I hope you understand that I think that whether or not Treb exists on the home planet, I think is the most absolutely irrelevant aspect of Treb whatsoever. Because at the end of the day, even whether or not you went to the home planet and saw Treb, or whether or not you experienced Treb in your mind, the experience of Treb is exactly the fucking same. Right, because right. whether you went to his home planet or whether you just experienced in your brain, you you know you know you your experience would exactly be exactly the same. You'd still be experiencing, you know, sensory input. That, well, no, you'd still be just experiencing what your brain is telling you is the sensory input. You know, like you you've never seen anything. I've never seen anything. Like when we talk about you go to this home, you go to onto a ship and go to a home planet. Like this is like the brain in the jar philosophical experiment. How would you know that you had actually gone onto a ship and and gone to any planet, right? Right. What like if whether or not you know like so that's what I'm saying. Like it doesn't. I don't care about whether or not Treb exists in your uh, uh, Mandula of Legata or whether it what's his home planet supposed to be called. You know, uh, it's in Capella. I mean, it's not really a name, but yeah. Yes, would be the closest. Oh, yes. Whether it's your Mudulam God or that, it, it doesn't matter to me. All that matters to me is what the fuck did he say? What does it mean to people? Does it hurt people or does it help people? Is it going this way or is it going that way? Right? right. That's all that matters to me. Because at the end of the day, it's just going to be experiences to people. Because at the end of the day, if you said that you went to the planet or didn't go to the planet, if other people didn't go to the planet either, they'd still be taking your word for it. Right. Correct. Absolutely. Right. You know what yeah, I mean? And and that's kind of my measure of it too. Has it made my life better? Yes. Has it helped other people? Yes. And and those things to me are are the most meaningful part. And I think that's why you haven't because I'm one of the only channelers you haven't really thrown up on the uh uh in the in the pool of sharks and let the blood rise, right? Because um I, you know, and I know you're you're moving away from that aspect of your work, but you, you know, I appreciate that part of your work because I have skeptical uh skeptical parts of me too and a lot of people in our community who share what they do share uh it's frustrating to see you know a lot of the people who you entangled with <laughs> who who made it quite hard for your life i mean i felt the same way about that guy from the first time i'd seen him mm. you know what well, i mean yeah, so yeah so i mean look i mean so here here's what i think rob the time has come for something new We have had X number of years of the service industry spiritual community, right? The supermarket of readers, channelers, this, that, and the other thing. I'm not telling people not to do what they do. What I am telling people to do is not sell themselves in boxes or like I, and you know just like maybe we could work collectively to break down this kind of consumer model of marketing things as packages and like services and i'm this and i do that 
like that's like the whole thing like with like this whole like game thing i think we do, we need to break down pre-existing models because people do pay a lot of lip service to we want change we want change we want change and if we think about the whole thing with with the whole QAnon thing that we mentioned is that if in lieu of actual organic good change people will express themselves psychotically yeah you know and yeah. it's like it's like also with with the, the you know the kind of like the guy that came after me it's like in lieu of you know real change if you just are just sold this new thing people will just buy this new thing um and and that's you know that can be problematic and it's not to say that and i come here and i throw that idea out there it's not to say that you know you are an aspect of this 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 model that i'm talking about or that you know this community is an aspect of that model it's just having a conversation and throwing out thoughts and, and saying like if i'm in a space where i'm not usually and if I'm talking to people or for people hearing my voice that don't usually hear my voice, then I want to say things that they don't usually hear because that'll benefit them. Right. It's like being exposed to viruses. It's actually good for you. Right. You know what I mean? It's, it's antibodies. And like a lot of the viruses, you know, the, the, the so-called junk DNA in our systems, like a lot of stuff probably came to us through viruses, you know, like probably spread it around. You know what I mean? Like got into us, you know, got infected us and stuff. And who knows what it's doing or what? But I, I certainly don't know. Anyway, right? No, it. Uh, I, I hear you. This our our community in general is, and and I, me and you have talked about this many times before. It's it's a part of a bigger community, which is a part of a bigger community, a part of a bigger community. But the problem is the community that we're in has a lot of toxicity in it, and it has a lot of putting yourself in a box, like you said. And uh, as much as it is, you know, I even doing the show myself, I'm not channeling. So I get maybe a, a 10th of the amount of views on the, the shows that I would a channeling. Mm -hmm. But for me, it's fun to talk to people about things that maybe have been talked about a million times, or maybe they've learned about Albatross tonight, never knew about the story. Right. Uh, either way, I'm having fun. <laughs> and that's what I want to do. You know, channeling is well, great. Next but... one of us. Jesus. <laughs> no, no doubt. Right. So, so let's 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 go from what you've seen in the community and let's let's move over to the rpg to uh your rpg channel and the, and the new things that you're doing can you explain to us what it is and because i i still don't fully understand because i haven't had the time as you've been making no, this no, new channel no, to listen, go over. listen i you're not alone no one understands including myself <laughs> listen Okay, check this out. All right, so so I a couple of things. The I went over, so I had banned I I it was my intention to put to just start the the RPG channel, the the, the when the tabletop RPG channel, just because of my love of tabletop RPGs as as a basically as don't worry about it. let's I'm trying to keep it tight. <laughs> okay. Things let me I can do this. 2018. Here are the pieces that come together. Hold on. In the year 2000, I started noticing that it seemed to me that there were a lot of things in culture that were repeating themselves, that basically the 2000s were looking more and more just like the 80s. This is back in 2000. I started to collect all of these things that I started calling evidence of what I was calling a 20-year nostalgia loop. And 
over the next couple of years, I kept on keeping these 20 examples of these 20 year nostalgia loops in the feeling that I was going to one day make a book about this stuff. The book never materialized and it just ended up becoming this kind of private thought and idea that I would share. And I would think about constantly how I would always notice that whatever was kind of going on in culture, in movies and music and media and arts and fashion, it was just basically, if I went and looked what was happening 20 years earlier, it was basically just the same gosh darn thing. Anyway, in 2018 on my channel, my YouTube channel, in talking about all of this stuff, for whatever reason, the 20 year nostalgia loop came back into my mind and we started talking about it again. And it was at the tail end of what I was also talking about with this secret space program whistleblower school I had. Looking and spending all this time looking at these various jabronis on, um, you know, the Corey Goods and the friggin', you know, um, uh, you know, uh, uh, Captain Randy Kramer, all these people claiming to be part of these SSP programs and all this stuff. I basically came to understand and knew what the what the SSP whistleblower playback playbook was. You know, the story you told, how you told it, you know, what what you needed to say, how you needed to say it, gain a gain a sponsor, you know, a handler and all that stuff. And I, I made a series of videos. You can find them on my channel, this the CW Chanter Secret Space Program Whistleblower School. And, you know, basically the whole premise of it was, was to basically say, hey, if you want to be one of these guys, hey, there you go. There you go. Spirit of the Trees, I think, says oh, there you, go. Uh, you could you can um, you could go and I, I could teach you how to be a Corey Good. You want to be Corey Good? I can teach you exactly how to be Corey Good. I watch this guy. You want to be Simon Parks? I can teach you how to be Simon Parks. So anyway, I said. Let's do something with this. And so in 2018, because of this, this 20 year nostalgia loop, I said, let's try and turn this into a time travel experiment. And so I came up with the idea kind of spontaneously of this kind of self-hypnosis tra time travel protocol that for whatever reason seemed to work of only listening to music from a particular year. And that because the 20 year nostalgia loop was so powerful that if we only listen to music from exactly 20 years earlier like it's 2023 so if 20 years ago is 2003 if i only you only listen to music from 2003 and you only watch movies from 2003 and you only watch tv from 2003 if you only if you kick your ass to only watch media and only experience media only read books from 2003 if you do that for just even a couple of days if you really kick your ass to stay locked on target on 2003 because of this 20 year nostalgia loop because 2023 is so already smirched with 2003 already basically what starts to happen woof, woof, it starts to kind of morph and when we did this time travel experiment in the tail end of 2018 where collectively a whole me and a whole bunch of people started only listening to music from 1998 we had all these rules you would only listen to music from 1998 you would only read books from 1998 you only read comics from 1998 you only watch tv from 1998 and if you had to lot watch something from an earlier time if you had to see something from something else from another time because you were just driving yourself crazy you would watch something read something from before 1998 right the whole thing is you're trying to create as best as you can 1998 you're trying to create 20 years ago this is that 2018 that we're doing this and what's the what's the 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 analysis of a magical spell working as magical ritual you try and see results at the end of about two weeks of this process, a week and a half of this process, people started having effects. 
I had a, a kind of a weird experience. I had a relapse. A whole bunch of people had relapses. People freaked out. People just had different things. And after that experience, I continued to stand working with this 20-year nostalgia loop. I started working with different loops, 30-year loops, 25-year loops. It was what it was. I abandoned the loops for a long time because of different experiences I had in my life. And I went through different transitions with my life and different things in 2022. But coming into 2023, I've revitalized this, what I'm calling this time, this applied time travel technology and marrying it to this new concept of a meta RPG. So we have this, we're taking this time travel technology experience, we could technology, highfalutin language for just basically <laughs> masturbating on a nostalgia trip. But bro, I'm telling you, it works. It yeah, works. I've heard you, and I can tell when you're being sarcastic or just being a jerk. Yeah, I'm telling you. So listen, <laughs> you're being so, so I'm on. So there's ways that you can play this meta RPG. The first level is this: is you simply play on on the level of let's see if we can do the the, the time jump. Let's see if we can go back to look. A really easy one to do is a 10-year loop. Go back to 2013. It's indistinguishable from 2023. YouTube is there. Almost every single YouTuber that you're subscribed to probably still existed, you know, maybe existed back there. A lot of them already did. So you could watch all sorts of content from 2013. You watch movies from 2013. The technology is almost indistinguishable. The CGI is just as good. You won't be able to tell the freaking difference. Oh, by the way, this is so crazy. And then you start noticing all these crazy synchronicities. You start noticing mad, crazy synchronicities, and you just start realizing stuff because just reframing your mind, looking back and reading David Icke from 2003 while simultaneously reading David Icke from 2013, believe you me, you get insight. If you meditate on what David Icke, who's definitely a leader in this community, was writing exactly 20 years ago, and you study that at the exact same time you're saying reading what he said exactly 10 years ago, Oh, snap. What you realize is it's fashion. Guess what he was talking about 10 years ago? Remember the Archons? Yeah. Do you remember the Archons, Rob? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Where'd they go? Yeah, and I, I didn't hear anything about it from that. But I, to be fair, I don't listen to much David Icke or or anything. I, I did a little but, bit back then, but not but no so much doubt, anymore. right? There was like that year. It was like 2000. It was 2013, right? It was like the year of Sophia, John Lamb Lash, Archons. Sophia, Sophia, John Lamb Lash, Archons. Sophia, Sophia, everyone was about the Archons. Archon this, Archon that, Archon this, Archon that. And then all of a sudden, no Archons, right? Yeah. Yeah, kind of uh, one-hit wonder. How does that happen? <laughs> How does that happen? I, only, only in America. Only in the universe. Only in the metaverse. Sorry, Archons. Right? Yeah, like the Zeta Reticuli, the Zeta Reticuli, the, the, the poorest bastards in the world. Once upon a time, the Zeta Reticuli, the Greys, right? They were the shiznit. They were the ones, right? They were there, right? Like, you know, messing with Benny and Barney Hill. They were the champions, right? Close encounters of the third kind, right? The big guy. I'm the biggest Grey, right? Oh, yeah. Like, you know, I remember this, my media professor being like, I had this like, great media professor, this guy, Professor Chesler. And he was like, 
the big one represents the spirit of their people. And I was like, what the fuck are you talking about? This is the fucking leader. I was like, so he was great. I love this motherfucker. He was great. And when I learned he, he passed away like years ago, but he was a fucking awesome guy. I remember him being like, he was nuts. I remember him being like, but that was like media stuff. That was like the nineties when people were like going to school, like everyone had their degrees in communications and shit. They were taking those media studies classes where people were like spending $50,000 of their parents' money to go get a degree and writing a master thesis on like why Star Wars how it relates to buddhism and shit you know what i mean what happened to your screenplay jonas oh you're working at starbucks fuck i'm not and i'm not trying to be like jonas you fucked up it's like that's like life like you know what i mean you will go away one way anyway all sorts of ways to play this meta rpg you can travel back in time you know what i mean yeah. and you could do it that level but if you travel back in time through using these these things when you travel back in time you can play See, there's Dungeons and Dragons back in time. There's Tunnels and Trolls. There's, you know, Choose Your Own Adventure books. So you can you can play games back in time. There's also video games back in time, like Zelda. Lots of right? them, yeah. yeah. You know, you, never, you think about this. Anything you want to do, you can do. Basically, it is... Look. I. It's not the sort of game you explain... By telling you, here are the rules, and this is the way you do it. It's the sort of game you explain by saying, you subscribe to the channel, you come to me, you hang out, and it doesn't make any sense until it makes sense. And the minute it starts making sense, get out of there. <laughs> Run. You know what I mean? <laughs> We're in trouble. The saga continues. Die. You, you basically, basically, you know, think about it. You're trying to offend... Think of the nerdy role player games guys that you knew in high school and try and think of engaging in an activity that would drive them absolutely up the wall. Right. Right. So like, then you're on your, your way. Like they, if you're imagine your inner nerd going, that's not a role playing game. And then you are on your way. Do you know what I mean? You're on your way <laughs> to knowing, to knowing what you're doing. Do you have you ever played role playing games? You ever play like Dungeons and Dragons or anything like that? Yeah, yeah, I did some uh, Dungeons and Dragons in uh, early high school and a little bit in my twenties. So, you, so you know the score. It's not that complicated, right? No. You're 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 an imaginary guy. How do you figure out if your imaginary guy or gal succeeded or lost? You roll dice to determine the outcome of a situation. And that's basically, you know, the, basically the same situation. We just don't have given standardized, you know, rules and you don't need to worry about making the game about fighting people. You can just be, I'm thinking about ways to describe it to people. And one way I thought about it today was think about it as like remote viewing with your eyes open. You're alive in a world of possibilities if a live action, are you familiar with the concept of live action role playing games? Uh, Have you ever heard of a LARP? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, a LARP is where people, instead of you know gathering around a table and 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 imagining, you know, in either the theater of the mind or little you know miniature pieces on a board, you know, playing a role playing game that way. A LARP is where people will actually dress up in costumes as the elf, as the wizard. You know, and they'll they'll run around. You know, they'll run around in the forest and they'll 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 you know, play, you know, they'll fight each other with like battens, you know, with foam battens and as the swords and stuff. And they have rules and they, you know, they, they, they play the game 
but live action. And the the you know the Daniel Middlesfield Memorial Park and you know Burbank's Gatoon whatever becomes the magical land of Smelltown or whatever it is. <laughs> right. That's, that's the live action role playing game. SSP TTT the meta RPG is not a LARP. It's a meta RPG. It's not a live action role playing game where you stop normal reality and enter a consensual imaginary space. We play the game in the real world. We never leave the real world, though we travel through time. We travel through time, metaphorically and imaginarily, here in the real world. We don't leave. We don't cease to be us. We, we, you can either play the game by simply being a participant in the time jump experiences of, of, of attempting this airsats, self-hypnosis, you know, time travel experience, joining in with the collective game of doing this. Does it work? Does it not work? doing it collectively together all around the world, the, the dozens of us that are doing it, does that add to some sort of collective energy, right? There's that level. And then there's the next level of, you know, going one step level deeper of being like, oh, and, you know, then the CW Chanters, these, you know, extended rules of while we're playing this game, we can also generate energy by rolling dice, die energy generation. Oh, so easy. Just roll dice and you generate energy like you know like it's taking the tropes of role-playing games generating hit dice you know rolling dice and adding up the numbers but we're just enjoying the ridiculousness of taking those numbers and allowing those numbers to mean anything it's a uh, this energy becomes a universal fungible and transferable good you know you can make it hp you could make it uh, experience points to put into a, a character that you're generating in one of these games. And you could use these, you could make a, so if I'm going back to 1990, if I'm going back to 1993 and this, uh, this is this printing of this book, even though this was copyright 1989, this, this printing was from 1993. Therefore it's on the 30 year nostalgia loop. I could uh, generate a character with the player's handbook, second edition. And then I could build a little fort in 1993, like a, like a space fort. And I could generate characters using the second edition uh, rules and I could station them there. And then I could watch movies from 1993. And then when I watch movies from 1993, while I'm watching the movies from 1993, I generate spells by when you see a trope, you name a trope. So if I'm watching a movie from 1993 and I see like um, um, the Virgin always gets away. Like there's a virgin, like right. the classic virgin. Like that's just, that's a spell. The virgin always gets away, right? And I can then roll dice, and I write next to it, the virgin always gets away, and I roll dice, and I got like fifty-five. I could just use the virgin always gets away. I could use that fifty-five to just oh, this guy needs experience, so I just put fifty-five onto him, and I just take out that virgin gets away. That's I just it just use that virgin gets away for fifty-five points. Or but maybe I'm actually playing a game, and I decide that I want to use that virgin gets away as some sort of magical power that he has. Like maybe he has like um, some sort of like, uh, you know, ability to um, maybe he is like, like some sort of like devotee, like, like priest, like cleric, like, like he's like, he's a virgin himself. Like maybe he's a pure, like, I don't do anything. So maybe like, he's got some sort of like escape clause. Like he can always like, um, like move like away from the bad guy at the ultimate end because you know the virgin always gets away and he's a virgin so like da 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 da, da. I, I never I've never gotten laid jerked off a whole bunch of times I've never gotten laid but whomp can't die 
because the virgin <laughs> always gets wet, right? And it's like, uh, uh, like, and that's what I'm saying. But the nerd would be like, "What do you mean? What do you mean? That doesn't. What do you mean? Where's the rule for that? What do you mean? So what? That that doesn't make any sense." And it's like, exactly, it's stupid. You're just, but watching a movie then all of a sudden becomes. I can't describe this all now. It you'd have to go watch. This is a, okay. Blah, blah, blah. You can ID. Uh, you know, you want me to read all my notes now here? You have to watch the friggin' my videos. But it's look, you roll, you make little, you watch, you watch movies from 1993. You watch movies from not necessarily 1993. The movie, the the time you're going back to, you turn the the little things into spells. The spells have numbers that you generate with the with the dice or with an app or whatever you want, you know what I mean? And then you can use the numbers for anything. The numbers could be for, you know, energy to do whatever, or you could use the spell to like, you know, give different stats to things, or you can experiment or use them on yourself, you know, if you need to do things. Or like I said, you know, then you could go on special missions just, you know, around the real world, you know? You could pretend to be, you know, something else. Yeah, and I understand it's lot. I get the idea because- You I, understand I, it's fine for me. Like, right. I have no idea what's going on. <laughs> I understand the the gist of the the. It's a free play. I understand the gist. Of it. <laughs> it's a free play. I understand the gist of the concept of the thing that I of think the ideology, standing. right? What? <laughs> no, I get it. it's it's that uh, we're getting at the end of time too. So I, I want to make sure I, I squeeze in um, the lightning round. That's did you said. did you prepare for the lightning round? I didn't prepare for the main course. I mean, the <laughs> I run, yeah, you know what? That's, I started. My thing was I was going to start at the end and work my way forward. But me, of course, I started the last minute. There's a lightning round. Oh yeah, cool. Because you know, Rob, like all my friends, I watch all of your shit. I subscribe to my friends' channels, and believe you me, like all of my friends, I'll be sure to tell you, I, Rob, I watch none of your shit. Well, you're going to have fun then. I've got five or six benevolent questions. You can pass oh, if you Christ want. Almighty. But people need to Dude, understand. I'm going to make you. I am going. You are going to suffer, Rob. You deserve <laughs> this. I'm going to give it to you. Good. You got but, five benevolent questions. I'm going to shove them right down <laughs> your benevolent throat. I'm going to turn those benevolent questions into 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 bad stuff. The Watch purpose of this. the purpose of the benevolent questions is so that people Piss can know off. you more than just the <laughs> YouTube face that you are, because you're beautiful YouTube. But when you're on YouTube, some people see you as that little box. So we want to get you out of the box. We want to get you out of the box yeah, and listen, get the fresh sniff. Here's how you get out of the box. Get out of the box by playing this this meta RPG. Oh, I didn't sing the song. SSP TTT, the meta RPG. You like that? I got a tune. <laughs> You've got an actual. I've yeah. got an actual tune. Now got check this out. Check this out. Now you'll love this. Before you do the lightning round, check this out. One last thing. The, <laughs> Jackass that sued me, right? Part of his whole case is this whole thing. I'm, I'm suing people because using this thing, this SSP thing. I fucking forgot. So I'm going, I'm going, I'm going to come up with the name of the title. Uh, we're going to call it the SSP TTT. We're going to call it the Secret Space Program Time Travel Technology. This motherfucker's already sued me. I totally fucking blanked on this because this case has gone on for so fucking long. I totally friggin' forgot about this thing. And I'm like, oh, shit. Then, so I just thought to myself, like, ah, you know, if he ever comes after me, I'll just tell him, like, you can keep Secret Space Program. 
and I'll just I'll just call it the super space program. Like this is the secret space program. You guys are hiding in the dark. The super space program. We're out here saving the day. So you go ahead and be the secret space program. You know, this guy Jabroni is still trying to tell people that he's the secret that he that he created the secret space program. You know, he's still you know, this guy purged himself the, on YouTube. I, Did you see I wa- that? I watched his uh his first and second round of uh inquiry for the core, yeah. Did you, yeah. did you did you did you see the deposition? Did you see the videos where he the deposition he one and two? Yep. Yeah. Did you did you see the look on his face that he thought he had like got it? I was sitting there going, Do you think that you just outsmarted? Like, do you think you're the first guy that thought of? Do you think that you thought that you figured out how to get out of I'm well, gonna have my cake and eat it too? What was, was interesting was, is like, how this... concerned his team was about who it was being broadcast to and why it was. Oh, being he's recorded. oh he overrules that whole friggin'. Do you see that that poor guy, Matt, that Max Wajowski, whatever that guy looks like? He's the guy looks like he's a friggin' um he looks like he's day like 192 of the Iran Contra. Um <laughs> you know what I mean, hostage situation. I've only seen the uh, part one and part of part two on Holy the uh, crap. on the initial <laughs> question. <laughs> I've never in my life have I seen someone be like so cavalier about completely. But then again, I was the guy. I was like, I'm not gonna get sued. I was. I, I never forget telling my ex-wife, my soon to be my my now ex-wife, wife who was at the time. You know what I mean? Like you know whatever. So. At the time, she was like yelling at me because it was this, the, the height of the Kelly situation, or whatever. She was like, "You motherfucker! You said you're gonna get fucking sued. You, get, you brought this whole fucking thing. You cost all your money." And I'm like, this, this, "This guy's not gonna fucking sue me." I said, "This fucking idiot! Of all the fucking things, this guy's fucking smart enough not to fucking sue me. You think this guy's fucking dumb enough to sue me? The one thing, the thing we can rely upon, this guy. The one thing, thing this guy's smart enough. This fucking idiot is smart enough not to sue anybody, right? The one thing this guy's smart enough not to do is sue anybody." The next Please. thing I do is I turn around. He's suing everybody, including including Gaia, a multi-million dollar corporation. Like the one thing you don't do. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to sue Pepsi-Cola. I'm going to sue Coca-Cola. And you know what? RC can take a bite of this dick, too. Oh, really? Can they? Okay. <laughs> well, okay. You could, you've okay, got Schweppes. that. You've got that in your... Uh... You've got, you've got that in your resume being sued by the famous gay community. What famous? That's the other thing. You know, if I, in retrospect, when this whole thing came down, you know what the bottom line is this on this boy is? This whole thing was pay to play. This guy was all, everyone in this community needs to know that this community is approximately one third to like a quarter of the size that people think it is. I believe that people have no idea the bot saturate. When people talk about people using bots, they have no idea what that really means. Like the, 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 the saturation of bot networks in this community is just so huge. You don't even need to buy bots to get bots. When I saw my numbers start to change and my views start to change in certain ways, I realized that a lot of my views were probably bots that were assigned to the guys and gals that I was covering. Right. Yep. Yeah, no, I, I actually am very aware of this problem with our community. You see people jumping in and then they just skyrocket out of nowhere. And they're usually the ones who have the most to share. That's really limiting people and, and negative and, uh, 
helps people in, like a religious programming. It helps people divide up instead of trying to work together or, or whatever. But yeah, I, I believe it. I, I want to get the lightning round though, because we're already we're already past our due date on time. Uh so let's go lightning round. Question number one. What is your favorite food? My favorite food? Yes. Mashed potatoes. Nice. So typical. No, I'm good. born for the secret space program. I was probably raised there. <laughs> I had a girlfriend that said you'd eat anything that was white or orange. I'm like Mr. Generic, like Bachelor Chow. <laughs> I'm re- I'm ready for the friggin' hook me up to the machines. <laughs> All right, is that really what? it's just like yeah. I guess that's what I, that's what I answered. Kill my <laughs> this is a benevolent question. Expose me for the friggin' lameness that I am. <laughs> I really that's the, what do people that's say? Like, oh, it's couscous, so it's broccoli and fuck no, I'm not gonna lie to you. No, mostly number one is pizza, believe it or not. Oh freaking they oh my god, and then everyone's gonna be like child molester. <laughs> Remember from a pizza pedophile? <laughs> no, no, not the pedophile likes that pizza boy. Oh now we know what's up with Rob. Okay, cool. Calling the police. What's your next benevolent question? (laughs) (laughs) I'm trying not to wake up the baby. Hold on. Was that a challenge or a question? (laughs) (laughs) Done and done. Hey, kid. (laughs) (laughs) What is the uh, favorite song and or band? Not so Next benevolent question. for you, no, I know. Not doing that. That's not. Yeah, yeah. I I figured that one would. Uh, oh Christ! No, you could spend a, a week just talking about your favorite yeah, yeah. band. I'm sure. Um, what is your favorite color? Oh God, um, I think it's like a like a greenish blue. Definitely, like it's got to be definitely like I love blue. And I love green because I know green is like a healing color. I definitely get so many awesome vibes off green. And I love blue, so it definitely has to be like a greenish blue, like a, like an aquamarine kind of thing. Love yeah. that shit. Yeah, it's a good color. No um, doubt, no doubt. Okay, what is? Where's your favorite? Oh, what's your favorite animal? That's a new question. You oh, first like, I like, tested like, it. Off. Yeah, like a cat. Like a house cat or like a, a lion. A house cat. Okay. Good enough. Good enough. All right. <laughs> so, uh, like my like a house cat, like the size of like the house cat, the size of like like my final form. I think that the final battle will probably be like a house cat, the size of I don't know, like um, like ten intrepids, like the USS Intrepid, like a big thing. <laughs> head head like a, a head like a boss. <laughs> yeah, pretty big. Yeah. Okay, so what's your favorite, uh, all the places you've ever been in the world, what is your favorite place to just enjoy nature and the beauty? New Jersey. New Jersey is the Holy Land. Yeah, yeah, you're yeah, a Jersey, Jersey boy through and Land. through, aren't you? Is there I any place Jersey. in Jersey that's not a city? Any place in New Jersey that's not a city? I've yeah, only, absolutely. I've only been to Jersey City and, and right over the tunnel, so I don't know. Oh no, no. The majority the majority of New Jersey is not is not necessarily urban. There's plenty of urban New Jersey, but there's plenty that's what I love about New Jersey is that it's this great like like this perfect like it's got everything it's this great mix and it's you know from it's got literally it's got beaches, you know, there's times of the year that you could experience like 
almost like LA or Miami. And you can, you know, then, you know, then another time of the year, you can experience like a, like a new England winter. It's, it's, it's a magical land. All right. Well, fair enough. And what is your, and this is the last one. And uh, this is the least benevolent question, but it's still benevolent. Mostly what's your favorite childhood memory? Oh, Oh shoot! I, you know, I really—it's very, you know, it's a very hard. I wish I had known these questions. Did you provide people with these questions in advance? Uh, no, I give them an example, which was, "What's your favorite color?" Oh, <laughs> uh, okay. I, you know, I gosh, I gotta tell you, you know what I mean? Like that, I have a hard time with questions like that because, because I'm so like, you know, I know that there's people that'll just be like, "Oh, this, that," but you know, I'm the kind of guy like I immediately am being like, "I'll," you know, what the problem is is that. I'm good. I'm if you say to me, what's your favorite? I'm going to try to I'm going to want to give you an objectively correct answer, meaning I want to evaluate all of my childhood memories to figure out which one is my favorite. Uh, Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. You've asked yeah. me, you've asked me, you've asked me like you've asked me a qualitative question, which of your childhood memories is your favorite? And that requires me to, you know, evaluate and rank them. And it's like I I can't even recall them all. Well, all right. So, what's the favorite vibe as a child? Because one person had an answer; they enjoyed being able to. Get you know, Rob, I got to tell you, know, I, I know, and I, I, I don't want to, I don't want to bum anybody out. You know, my my childhood was was you know was 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 terrifying. So none did. Yeah, it wasn't, much it, wasn't, it wasn't really a happy place. Well, fair enough, fair enough, and and that's why I was actually a little concerned about asking because I knew. Yeah, it no, no, it's, it's quite. I mean, there, I mean, there were, there, you know, like I mean, like there were, like there were, there were definitely times like I remember, like you know, being with my, you know, friends and, um, uh, you know, there, there, there were, there were, you know, there were, there were, you know, like I, I, it's tough. You know what I mean? It's tough because it's tough yeah. when it's tough when you are finding moments of you know security and rest in moments of kind of you know upheaval and, and trying to call those you know happy memories. It's it's yeah. it's not like there were memories after childhood that were that were much better. But if well, you give us your earliest the earliest memory that you can have that was really happy for you. I think that I think this is a this is a this is just a difficult. I think this is it just I, I just have difficulty with these sort of questions. Yeah, yeah, no worries, brother. Yeah. No worries. So now we're gonna get to the part where right before you tell everybody where to find you, how to connect with you, how to watch any of your channels that you've got. First, I want to say thank you, brother, for coming on. I know this no is a, a mixing of two worlds, as it were, and controversial guest or not. I fucking love you, brother. You are, I love you you too, are a good friend of mine, and I love you very much, and I appreciate you being here. And I thank you for sharing what you do with everybody, because as unpopular as it is with some, um, as exciting as it is for others, you share exactly what you think and feel, and that's hard to do, especially with a fluid audience of boos and or praises. It can be tough either way. So thank you for putting yourself out there, brother. I love you a bunch. Please no tell problem. people where to find you, how to find you. 
I wish I could tell you. See, here's the thing. Here's the great thing about me. I really don't give a damn. Like for like the year, like for the longest time on my new RPG channel, I've been telling people, hey, if you look at the description box below, you'll see the links to all my channels except my main one. And that's because like I, I'm literally I'm the type of guy like I copy and paste the the same you know uh, channel links you know to the, to to the videos, and and all I need to do is is add the the main one to that thing once and i just keep on not doing it because i really don't care like i know in a world i could tell people in a world of people that are trying to you know you know push themselves onto you and really kind of you know market themselves onto you 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 really have a different experience with me on youtube i really i'm really you know getting in my own way what i'm offering people is an opportunity to to play a game and 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 experience this thing uh, uh blueberry wolf bridge Parentheses, no intro RPG is the RPG channel. CW Chanter is is the main. You can find me all the places. You, if you search for CW Chanter, you're gonna find my my main channel. And then from there, you go in the description box below and you just start branching out. I got an Instagram where I post a lot of pictures of of AI generated art for no reason. And I'm on Twitter. I plan to fuck around there with this this meta RPG. And we're gonna be having like fun, getting larpy, getting confusing, get a getting playing activities and and doing things. And so if you want to do things, if you don't want to just sit there like a bump on a log in life, if you want to mess around, if you want to get your fingers in the paint, come over to my channel and see if there are paints over there that you want to play with. There may not be, but maybe you say, you know what? But that idea of getting fingers in the paint, I don't want to necessarily do that, but Maybe I'll go over to my own channel, start my own thing, and do something a little bit similar, a little bit different, and maybe it just maybe or just maybe you find yourself wanting to subscribe and, and hang out and listen, whatever. Well, you'll find all, me all over the place. All of the links that we have for you are also in the description. No matter where you're seeing us, check it out. I also want to yeah. let you guys know: go to the Matrix Mind Media Facebook page. They are going to have the late show tonight's so open call-in show. So give Matt a call. Hang out with Matt. I'll be there hanging out with Matt too. CW, thank you, brother, for being here. I appreciate it. No problem. Love you, brother. Thank you so much. Love you too. Anytime. Uh, uh, I'll get. I'll have you back again. We'll do this again. Um, Please and, do. <laughs> he'd be like, hell yeah, let's do it. Right. All right. And then uh, Alan Steinfeld, everyone, next week. And we have a question to ask him from the previous week. <laughs> so. I mean, just say it, like, yeah. You know, I mean, and you don't have to. And look, Rob, can I tell you something, Rob? You I promise him. you. I will have totally forgotten. I assure you that I will not be tuned in. I will not be following up. I have. I do not give a flying f about following up with pictures with Marina unless unless she's posted more pictures. You know what I'm saying? The only thing I'm, you know what I'm saying. I I really I am as concerned for the state of people have told me time and time again that they are interested in craziness. So I say people's right to be interested in craziness, so I'm getting crazy. Let's well, get crazy. That's get what nuts. we do here, right? <laughs> yeah. All right, everybody, catch us next week at 10 o'clock p.m. Eastern at 7 Pacific. We live stream and simulcast from Enlightenment Evolution Hour Facebook page, The Matrix Minds Facebook page. Thank you, Matt, for letting us use your page as we're sharing uh, all of our shows there too, uh, go see Matthew tonight and see him Friday as he has two special guests. Love you guys. Uh, oh, YouTube too. ET Whisper, you know where to find it, guys. Love you guys all so much. We'll see you guys next week on the other side. Thanks again, brother. No problem.